Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number four. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. One of the ways that I hope to provide those tools, support, and inspiration to you is through interviews that I'm going to be sharing on the Resolve podcast. I am super excited to share the first interview with you today with a special friend of mine, Catherine Roberts. Through these interviews, I hope to highlight people who have set a big goal or set out to achieve something special and have been able to do so. And I hope that through their wisdom and insight, we will be able to get an idea of what it might take for us to reach a similar goal, if that's something that we want to do. And even if not, to be able to take wisdom just from their life experience in general and what it is like to set a big goal and go after it. So today I have a special interview with Catherine because Catherine's big goal, at least a few years ago, was to start a podcast. And she's been able to do exactly that. Not only start a major podcast, but she's been able to grow it to just an enormous level. She's had so many amazing and impressive guests, some of which she's going to talk about in just a little bit. And I have loved hearing her interviews. She is such a great interviewer. She always weaves such an amazing story. And so I'm excited to have her kind of on the other side of the microphone today to be able to pick her brain, especially because I'm here, I'm launching a podcast. And that's actually why I decided to share this interview first to kind of give a glimpse into how I was able to use this interview to start and launch and grow the Resolve podcast. So I'm so thankful for Catherine, for her friendship and for everything that she was able to share today in this interview. Catherine Roberts is the creator and host of the U.S.-based podcast, Handling It Podcast. Born and raised in Northeastern Pennsylvania, Catherine spent the past few years living in New York City, where she worked for the morning television program CBS This Morning and the marketing agency Hearts and Science. In November 2019, Catherine started Handling It Podcast to converse with various working professionals about their careers and how they're handling their lives in order to not only inspire and motivate herself, but to do the same for anyone else who needed guidance. Meeting and getting to know individuals through Handling It Podcasts that are from all parts of the world and from such a wide range of careers has been truly invaluable to Catherine, and she is eagerly looking forward to launching the show's third season in 2022. Catherine is currently living in Leeds, England, where she's pursuing her master's degree in documentary filmmaking at Leeds Beckett University. So without further ado, here is my interview with Catherine Roberts. Thank you, Catherine, so much for coming to be on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to get into this. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Let's start off with having you share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are. Sure. I guess to get in specifically into my journey with podcasting, I went to school in New York City. I went to Fordham University and got a major, a BA in journalism and a minor in film and television studies. So communications, the communications umbrella, I've always had such a love for it and working in different parts of media. And like I said, film and television as well. I've always just I love hearing stories and I love telling stories. I think that's going to be my new slogan. (laughs) I love it. And I think after I graduated, I guess I should preface by saying I was always the type of person that knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew where I wanted to go to college. I knew what I wanted to study, where I wanted to intern. I went out, I did it. And I was just checking everything right off the box. And then I, once I graduated and I got, I got a job working in broadcasting and I was loving it. I was working at CBS in New York, CBS News at their broadcasting hub, and I was loving it. But I think a part of me was struggling in that, 
Like I said, what I've always loved is telling stories. And for the first time in forever, I I didn't have a plan as to where I wanted to grow, what I wanted Mm. my next step to be. And as someone who's very much a planner, I really struggled with that. And I knew that I wanted more growth and to tell and specifically in telling stories of my own. It was right around that time that I ended up starting the podcast and I knew nothing about podcasting. I had listened to a couple podcasts, just like personal favorites that I liked, but I didn't know enough about it. And it was funny because it wasn't even really my idea. I knew I wanted to do a project of some sort that really just encompassed all my interests of talking to people, telling stories, getting, I think, inspiring stories out there into the world. That's what I've always loved doing. And a few friends of mine, they had told me, you should do something in radio or you should do something in podcasting. And I just thought, wow. And it was so funny because they all said it right around the same time frame, like when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I thought, I don't know much about podcasting, but maybe I'll dive into it. So I dove into podcasting and I started handling it podcasts in, yeah, I guess like right before the pandemic hit, it was in the fall before 2020. So the end of 2019 and yeah, I just loved it. So that's, I guess my story getting into how I started off with handling it. And then it really just took a shape of its own. I've loved doing it and it's been so inspiring for me. And I hope for other people that listen into the episodes, I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, you've created such a great community and had so many amazing guests. I'm curious, where did the handling it idea come from as you were beginning to toy with this idea of starting a podcast and connecting with people in that way? Sure. Yeah, I know. A lot of people always ask me about that, how the name came about. But like I said before, I had always been a planner and I always knew what I wanted to do. And I think that was one of like my shining star parts of myself is that I always had like an agenda. I went out and I conquered, but like I said, it was around that time that I got into that rut of not knowing what my next step was. And I was freaking out. I'm not going to lie. I was (laughs) freaking out. It's a really scary feeling. I think if you are, I don't know if there's any other personalities like that out there that are listening that are the ones that have the plan and and know what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. But you get in that rut and it's really scary. And I was freaking out. I had anxiety. It was not good. And I just started thinking, you know what? I had an awakening and I figured everyone else gets in these positions and there's no right or wrong way to go about your life. I think we tend to think that there is that we're supposed to have because that's what my mindset was before that we're on this path that we're supposed to have this mindset that we know what we're doing. We don't always do. And I think that's something I had to learn to accept. And I accepted the mindset that we're all just handling it. We hear that phrase, or at least I had heard that phrase so much, like you're doing a task. Oh yeah, I'm handling it. I'm going to get it done. (laughs) And I kept hearing that phrase and I just thought, what a wonderful concept and what a wonderful way to look at life. Like we're handling it and it doesn't have to be a bad thing necessarily. I just think it's trying to balance your life, trying to figure out those next steps. And it's a really fun process. And for me, what's always helped me with my finding my direction or where I want to go has always been listening to others (laughs) talk about their lives and what they do. So at that time, like I said, I was really struggling with what my next steps were with my career, personal next steps. So I decided to 
talk with working professionals. And I wanted to hear how are they handling their lives? And maybe I'll take some of that advice and incorporate it into my own. So that's how that really came about. And it really stuck. And I just, every week, each guest that comes on, I always hit them with the question at the end, like what piece of advice has helped them handle their lives? And I love hearing the different responses. It's been so rewarding to take little bits and pieces of what works for them and try to incorporate that into my own life. But yeah, that's the story behind handling it. I love that. So before we move on from the name, what advice do you have for handling it? I think for me, what's always worked, like I had touched base on before, there's no right or wrong way to go about your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really worked for me. Because I do, I'm the first to admit I fall into the pit where I just, I'm thinking, oh, wow, I'm not doing this. This is not working and it's my fault. But you have to remember, there's no one giving you a score at the end of the day saying, oh, Mm -hmm. like you got an A in, in life today. There's no right or wrong way to go about it. Sure, we make mistakes, but I think we really grow from those things. And even our wins, we grow from our wins. So I think what's always worked for me And that's funny because when I bring people on sometimes and I ask them how they're handling their life, they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm handling it. And I'm like, no, like that's the whole point is that we're all handling it. There's no right or wrong way to go about it. We're just, we're handling life. You don't have to Mm -hmm. be handling it perfectly every day and you're not always going to be handling it poorly every day. It's just every day we're getting out there, we're accomplishing things, we're growing. And I think that's the magic within it. So I think it's really important to remember that is, is my advice. I love that such, it's a great cohesiveness of all the interviews you've done, all the advice you've received. And it sounds like a lot of the advice you've been able to give, even to some of the people you've interviewed that whatever way you're doing it is okay. And somewhere in the good days and the bad and through it all, we're getting it all done. I don't say handling it, but what I always have found myself saying over time is I have it handled (laughs) and we do, we have it handled. We're going to get to the other side. We're going to get it all done. And along the way, we're going to reach our goals. We're going to start podcasts. We're going to meet people. And like you said before, we're going to tell those stories that we hear. We're going to tell our own story and hopefully help other people tell theirs along the way. Exactly. Yeah. So you had this idea, you had the name, what did the process look like from there as you started to grow your community and interview more and more people? So that's the funny thing. There was no process. Like I said, I had started this idea not really knowing anything about podcasting. And that's what I love about the origin story, if you will, is that there was no plan Mm -hmm. because that's the whole reason this came about is I didn't have a plan and there was no plan with this podcast. So the foundation of it is that I just took every day as it was and made the decisions I wanted to with it. Mm-hmm. So when I started out, like I said, I always knew at the the center of the show was that I knew I wanted to have working professionals on and I knew I wanted to hear about their careers and hopefully that would inspire me and then also others that tuned in. So uh, I initially started out my first episode was with three of my girlfriends. I grew up in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So I came back home that weekend and and shot the first episode with them because all three of them work in the beauty industry. My one friend's an esthetician uh, and the other two friends of mine, they did, they still do hair, they're hairstylists. So I had them on to hear about how they got involved with that and how that whole process began. And then from then on, I don't know what made me think of it, but I had been scrolling on Instagram and there were a couple people on my Instagram page that I had always followed along with their lives for years and years. And I figured, what's a DM going to hurt? 
Uh, I feel social media has really changed how we go about businesses. And I just thought DMs are a thing. I might as well just send a little pitch message and see if they'll bite. (laughs) And I had sent a couple DMs out and sure enough, people responded and they said, yes, we'd love to. And that took me by surprise because I was like, whoa, okay, interesting, but that worked. And I was so thrilled to have them on. And the first, I guess I would say the first dozen episodes were solely booked through social media. Mm. And I think from then on, I started to figure out like our algorithm, if you will. And I, I figured, okay. And this has been my motto through life is that the worst thing somebody could say to you is no. And okay, maybe they'll leave me on red or maybe they won't even respond to my email. But that's the worst thing they could do. (laughs) So my whole motto was essentially that and that I'm going to just try and see who I can book. So once I had established somewhat of a slate through messaging people on social media and getting people with platforms, people with a, a following and who not only I was interested in, but clearly others were interested in their stories. So once I had brought them on, I started like I already had a deck and I figured let's try and start emailing some publicists. And in the beginning, I didn't get a lot of replies. I think for me and I try and for anybody else who's interested in podcasting, I try and tell them, don't give up. You're going to get no a lot. you're going to get a ton of no's. And I would say for every dozen emails, maybe one person will be interested and maybe they'll say yes. So you really have to keep at it. And I think that's with just anything. It goes beyond the world of podcasting and and PR, but with anything, like you have to be really dedicated Mm -hmm. and you can't be worried about what people think or rejection. Don't be afraid of rejection because it's going to follow you everywhere. So then I started, you know, reaching out to, to publicists and from then on, it just became booking people. And I started booking guests. And I think the more and more individuals I was having on, like the bigger, the reputation, I guess, became because now I have a platform of my own and I'm having Mm -hmm. people on and not only are publicists trusting me to have on their clients, but clients are trusting me enough to come on and share their stories and talk with them. So uh, that's how it all spiraled. It went from not having a plan at all to then I think the second part of it is like I said, just building up your self-confidence and acknowledging that rejection is going to be there, but realizing that no isn't as scary of a word as people make it out to be. And then just taking your shot, I think would be the third thing. Mm. Go for it. And the worst thing that could happen is maybe somebody doesn't get back to you, but if you really keep at it, you'll really build your brand that way. But persistence and the taking your shot, like that's the secret to building whatever it is you want to build. And at least in the realm of podcasting, like getting more guests and getting bigger guests. And you've had all kinds of amazing guests on your podcast from Olympians and authors to people who started their own companies and brands. It's been amazing to see reaching out to publicists. That's an angle that I don't know that I would have thought of, but it makes a lot of sense. And in order to get some of those people that you've had on, that's the way to do it. Yeah. It's been so fun. And 
Like I said, the whole premise is talking to different professionals. We've had so many individuals on from such a wide variety of professions. Like you said, like athletes and authors and actors, and I'm such a big film buff. So I always love to have people from the film and TV industry Mm -hmm. on, not just actors, but also directors. And we've had a lot of incredible female directors on and highlighting their work and so many wonderful authors and business owners. I always love, especially during the pandemic, pandemic. I've loved reaching out and talking to business owners and we've had restaurant owners on and hearing their stories and how they've also, that's another angle, right? Is how have people handled this past year? How have mm-hmm. people handled the pandemic? It's been really wonderful. I've enjoyed so much like hearing people's stories and, and how they've been figuring out their lives over the past year. What surprised you most as you were starting and building your podcast? Whew, what surprised me the most? Honestly, I I think the whole process just surprised myself. And before we were just talking about rejection and building up your self-confidence, I think I started this with a lot of self-doubt, not really having a game plan. I was pretty hesitant about a lot of it. I didn't know how things were going to work. I didn't really know what I was doing. And it's just me in this game. So if I have a question about things or if I'm confused about the process, I only have myself to turn to. That was something that I found really difficult. But as I progressed with it and started creating more and more episodes, I became more and more comfortable and I guess confident in myself and what I'm able to do. And I think that's something that, I don't know if it's a sad thing that surprised me, but I also think it's really fun to surprise ourselves sometimes and what Mm -hmm. we're capable of. And I, like I said, I think a lot of it is just shooting your shot, which sounds so corny. I always go back to uh, that episode of The Office with Michael Scott, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, but it's so true. So I think just learning more about myself in the process and what I'm capable of, I think that surprised me the most. And sort of just running with that really, I think, helped me expand even more and not being so timid and hesitant. Like I said, if there was somebody I wanted to have on, I was like, all right, I'm going to reach out to them. What's the worst thing that can happen? And so I guess that whole mindset was something that surprised me in the beginning, but something that like I grew to really love and adopt. And, and definitely, I would say it helped me take off over the past year, especially. Yeah. And it's one that's going to continue to serve you going forward, whether through the podcast or through your career in relationships and all areas, like having that self-confidence and self-assurance and being willing to shoot your shot to take the nose and the rejection and all of the yeses and to build your future that way. That's going to be so powerful. Yeah. It's been exciting. And so I'm curious then to flip the question on you. You're starting this new podcast. Was there like a surprising moment that like an aha moment that made you say, oh, I want to start this? Ooh, as I was thinking about starting it, I'm not sure if there was one moment where I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. I think for me, as I think about resolutions and goals, I work with clients a lot on casting that vision for the future. And I'd done a lot of podcast interviews and it was something that I always enjoyed. And when I started to think about where my business was going in the future and what I wanted it to look like and how I wanted to build my community and connect with other business owners, the idea of a podcast really came to the forefront and fit really well in with that. And so that's where the idea of starting it came from. And I think the biggest surprise along the way is I've begun to interview people and do some solo episodes myself and pull together all of the technical pieces. 
is exactly what you're saying. Like it's so much about self-confidence in reaching out to people, even my friends, it's something new. I'm not sure always if it's something that they want to do, even in the episodes I've done with myself, like second guessing something I said or something I didn't say, or the way I said it and being willing to hit record and being willing to hit at the end of the recording that I'm done and to let it go out exactly as it is. There's a lot of self-confidence and kind of reassurance to yourself that you have to do along the way, but that's where the work and the growth can come from Mm -hmm. for yourself. Like you're hoping to share insight and knowledge with listeners and others as you do this, share other people's stories. But a lot of the growth that you're doing within yourself comes from that self-confidence that you get to build along the way. Oh, for sure. And I think also like not only with podcasting, not only is it talking to other people, but just being able to have the presence and being comfortable enough to come on and just share your thoughts and Mm -hmm. being able to put yourself out there. That's something that I struggled with. I've always been a talker, but I hate hearing myself talk. (laughs) And so that made me nervous. What are other people thinking of me? But I think that's always going to be there. That's always the the voice in the back of our minds that is always going to come out to bother us. But I think that the same point I brought up before, like the more you go along and the more comfortable you get with yourself, it's such a honestly rewarding process because not am I learning so much from other people, but I'm learning a lot about myself through this process and I'm growing a lot. Like you said, growth, there's so much growth through this too. So yeah, I I would say those are definitely a lot of the fun surprises and really lovely ways this has transformed uh, my life. And hopefully I hope it works for you too. Yeah. And like you said, you learn so much about yourself along the way, even as you're interviewing other people, because I think just articulating both our own story and what we've learned along the way and helping other people to articulate theirs, there's so much power there. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. I love hearing what people have to say. And maybe it's the journalist in me, like having gone to journalism school and learning a lot about that whole world in terms of how to direct an interview and all of that. But yeah, I I love the whole process and it's been so fun getting to not only meet people, but just hearing what they have to say. It's been Mm -hmm. such a fun process. Yeah. You said earlier that when you were first starting, you only had yourself to turn to, but now we have you here and we have all of your insight, knowledge, and experience that we get to draw from. So what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about starting a podcast or who's in those early stages? Sure. So I think that's actually a really good question because a lot of people have come to me over the past few months and asked me that people I know, and then also just followers of the podcast that have reached out and they've asked me like, how did you get involved and what are your tips? And I think the number one thing I would say, especially, so you had said for anybody looking to start out and who's toying with the idea of it, I think that's probably the best time to ask yourself this question. Is this really what you want to do? And are you going to put in the work? Cause I'm going to be completely honest. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and I didn't really realize it at the time. And it's because I chose first, we were doing bi-weekly episodes and then the more and more interviews that kept happening, I pushed it in the direction of going weekly, but it's a lot of work to, if you're going to have guests on, it's a lot of work to book your guests and constantly be researching who you want to have on. It's a lot of work to edit. It takes a lot of time to edit and to look everything over. And if you choose to do social media, think of little fun ideas for social media And all of that. So I think you have to really ask yourself in the beginning, are you going to be committed to the process? Mm. If so, that's great. If not, maybe focus in on what parts of podcasting you like. 
if you like the idea of talking about problems or issues, maybe then do writing, maybe write articles. If mm. you don't want to fully invest in, in the process of editing and, and producing, maybe that's something you could look into. If you're more into the social media aspect, maybe look to something with social. But I think ultimately, not to digress too much, but yeah, I think if you're toying with the idea of it, it's really important to ask yourself if you're going to be fully invested in this process because it, it does take a lot of time out of you. And I'm the type of person that I really like to try and put everything I can into it. I know this podcast that handling it is not winning any podcasting awards and I'm fully putting my own money into it. So I'm not working with the Joe Rogan equipment. Like I don't have the best of the best, but I'm putting my best work like as Mm -hmm. much as I can do into it because I'm putting a lot of time and effort into just trying to find good guests, get them on, have rewarding and impactful, hopefully impactful conversations that listeners are able to take away from it. So if you're willing to put in the work, then I think that's wonderful. And like, welcome to the podcasting. (laughs) But yeah, I, I think if you're not, that's okay. It's just maybe there's certain things you can hone in on maybe more like things that you're interested in. And instead of looking at one whole big field, one big realm of podcasting, maybe you can find specific things that you like, or or maybe build a team, do a podcast with others. You don't always have to do it as a solo project. And I think a collaborative thing would be great to divvy up the work and collaborate in that way. But yeah, so I guess that'd be my advice for anybody who's looking at starting out and yeah, and anybody who's interested in getting into it. Yeah. I think that's great advice. It's a big commitment. And so being willing to make it is the first step. If you're not willing to do it, you can put everything else aside and you don't need to spend any more time or effort or energy trying to figure out what the other next steps would be or researching equipment or thinking about potential guests. If it's not for you, then that's okay. And you can step aside and move on to other things. But if it is, then you've already crossed the biggest hurdle and you are going to have the wherewithal to take all of those other steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also, another thing I guess I'll throw out there, I'm hoping that next month I want to open up my calendar for anyone who's interested to sort of book a one-on-one tutorial workshop, if you will, with me to go over everything. Cause I think my biggest issue when I started out was that I obviously didn't know a lot mm-hmm. and I've never been the kind of girl that like can sit on YouTube and watch tutorials and take a, I mean, sure, sometimes they're helpful, but other times I'm like, I just need somebody with me to walk me through this process and teach me what things are, especially when it comes to technology. (laughs) I am not a techie person. That's something that's always been difficult for me. So I, and like I had said earlier, individuals have been contacting me just over the past year, like asking me little questions here and there. And I've loved emailing with people and hopping on the phone to answer any questions they've had. So I figured why not open up my own calendar? So I'm hoping next month I can do that and allow people to book sessions however long they need up to an hour or whatever it takes to answer any questions and show them whether it be products I use or different types of equipment, editing tools, software, all of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any names to throw out there to save people the hours on YouTube or hours of research? Like program names or tools or anything that you recommend? Oh, there's a lot. Of course, I don't know the name. <laughs> but I think if 
you put in the right keywords, there are some truly amazing videos out there. Mm. And it depends what you're interested in. If you want to sit and listen to somebody on a screen share, like showing you what they do, there's videos out there for that. There's others where it's somebody talking, not face-to-face, but talking directly at you, going over products, like holding them in their hands, like teaching you how to wire things up and, and get stuff ready for your episodes. There's a lot out there. I feel like it just depends what your way of learning is. Mm -hmm. YouTube is just, it's such a void. There's so much out there and it all depends. I think what keywords you use, of course, Mm -hmm. and then what kind of learning techniques work for you. But yeah, there's a lot out there for sure. Yeah. So what advice would you have for someone like me who has crossed that hurdle of making the decision? Yes, I'm committed to do this. I'm going to put in the work. It is something that I want. I've gotten clearly to this point sitting here with you. So I put in at least some of the legwork getting started. What advice would you have for someone like me going from here? Sure. So similar to, I guess, the advice I gave for beginners asking themselves, is this what they want to do? I think for somebody who's already started, it's important to remind yourself to stick with it. Because like I said, when you're putting in a lot of work with anything, you hit that sort of bump in the road where you're just like, ah, is it worth all the work? Is it worth all the aggravation? And I think with podcasting, because there's, if you're doing it on your own too, it can get to be a lot, but you have to remember to stick with it. If you really love what you're doing, stick with it. But also I think too, what I had talked about with my process with starting up handling it and just reaching out, don't give up when reaching out to people. Don't give up with the process in general. We create so much fear around the word no. And I I can't stress it enough. That's like my favorite motto ever. My journalism professor had told me that when I was in, I think my freshman year journalism class. And she said, guys, like the worst thing somebody can say to you is no, don't be afraid to go get that interview or don't be afraid to go on some sort of traveling shoot and go somewhere unknown. And don't be afraid to push your limits as well. And I think it's just, it's such an important thing to consistently remind yourself as you're going through the process is to constantly be pushing your limits. Don't be afraid of, you know, rejection surprise yourself, reach for the, that sounds so corny, but reach for the stars. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe you'll reach one, maybe you won't, but I I think it's so important to shoot your shot and to put the hard work into it and it will be a rewarding process. But yeah, I think for you, like you said, you've put in the work so far. Here we are, we're recording an episode. You're definitely dedicated to the process of it. And I think just as you're going about that process, keep reminding yourself, what am I in this for? Are you hitting everything you want to be? Are you having all the conversations you want to be having? And then just any sort of goal, and you're the queen of goals, (laughs) any sort of goal you have, don't be afraid to go for it. Even if you fall flat on your face, I think we take so much away or we hopefully can take so much away from, I don't want to use the word failure, but from not reaching our goal. Yeah. I love that because all your advice is so perfect. It's so poignant. And whether you're at that beginning stage where you're deciding if you want it, or you're at the stage where you're getting going and you just need to continue on, it comes back to that idea of if you really want it, you'll handle it. Mm -hmm. When you want those interviews, when you want to meet the people who are going to share the stories that your audience needs to hear, you're going to handle the no's. You're going to get the yeses. You're going to continue on. You're going to get there. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that's what I say, like handling it. It's, I don't want everyone, people to think it's a bad thing. Cause I think yeah. sometimes we're like, oh, like I'm, yeah, I'm handling it. I'm going to handle it. Don't worry. It's such a fun process. Like we're handling it. We're learning to handle it, whether it be podcasting, whether it be our jobs, our friendships, whatever it may be, we handle those things. And I think it's a really fun process to sort of just learn to live your life. Every day is a learning experience. Every day we're we're trying to handle it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Can you share about a moment at some point along the journey when you felt everything come into alignment and you were like, yes, this is why I do what I'm doing. This is why I wanted to start the podcast. This is why I wanted to share these stories or something along those lines. Yeah. So I think for me, the first anniversary, because it's kind of crazy that this October, it'll be the second year that the podcast, I know the second year that the podcast has been out. The first anniversary was so wonderful because not only was it wonderful for me because I got to look back on everything, but it was so great for past guests and, and listeners that reached out to me and just like our little social media page and said how much they loved being on the podcast. And looking back as we approached the anniversary, I had coordinated an anniversary week. So I booked a few different guests. We had Amanda Shul, who's a lovely, incredible actress. We had Jess Southern, who's a beauty and and makeup stylist. We had Enzima, who's a violinist, and Kate Flannery from The Office, another actress. And they were all such wonderful people. And it was such a, a wonderful thing, too, that I really wanted to work hard on it. And I did four whole episodes in one week because I really wanted to give back and do something for listeners. And I think that whole week, I guess, to answer your question about like alignment and everything coming together and just a really satisfying moment, I think that whole week was so wonderful because... I was able to hopefully, I think I was able to do something for the listeners as like appreciation for everybody tuning in over the past year. And then it was so great to have people write in and and say how much they love the podcast. And it gave me, definitely gave me the encouragement and the appreciation for the process that I needed to go into season two. But I think just also that whole year, just looking back on all the different guests, like I think... To date, as of like this week, I think we've done almost about 90 episodes. I've done 90 episodes and we've had multiple guests on for interviews. So I would say I've had at least a hundred different professionals on that I've been able to converse with. And it's been just such a wonderful process. But I think that one year anniversary was really the moment where everything hit and it was just finally, wow, like this is what all the work was for. And this is what I do. And it's been such a fun process for myself and I've taken so much away from it. But I think for me, it was that one year where having so many different people write in and saying, thank you. And guests that have been on and wrote in, thank you so much for interviewing me and sharing my story. That was just the most fulfilling moment of this whole process. And then I guess the second thing would, this past year, we hit 50 countries that are the episodes streamed in. And again, that was just another moment where it was like, wow, okay, 50 countries. Just if you think just one person in each of those countries was able to listen to the conversations that I'm having and the people that I'm having on and getting their stories out there too, like that, just to me, that was just such a wonderful moment. And I think that was 
when all the stars aligned (laughs) for me. And I just took so much away from that. I love both of those examples because they show where that commitment and that dedication and that decision to pursue what you want gets you. Yeah. Cause like I said, it's hard. This isn't my full-time job. <laughs> I had been working up until recently cause now I'm going to grad school, but up until this past month, I had been working um, in marketing and I had a full-time job with that. And I just had this on the side. So it was a lot of work. I'd clock out from my nine to five job and I'd go right into editing episodes. And on the weekends I was having interviews or Mm -hmm. sometimes up really early in the morning for a call with, you know, someone over in Ireland or England and just trying to get everything done to my standards because I really wanted to be putting the work in and having it be worth not only my own time, but people who are listening in. I wanted those conversations to be meaningful and the episodes to be something great for them. So yeah, the whole one year anniversary, that to me, it was just such a blessing, honestly. And and it's funny because I know we don't have like hundreds of thousands of listeners, but I've always said from the very beginning, just to have one person say they've been impacted by not only what I have to say, but the conversations that I'm having with the people I'm bringing on. It's just been so fun. And I'm excited. Season two has been such a blast. And season three, we're already coming back for season three. So (laughs) that's so exciting. So I want to move on to the resolution round. We're going to talk a little bit more about goals, whether you set them. And we're also going to talk about what's next for you and handling a podcast. So let's start off. Do you set goals and resolutions? If so, what's that process like for you? I do. So it's funny because I think the last time we spoke when I had you on our handling it live series, I think I had said that like I set goals, but I'm not really religious at them. Like I don't have a goal journal or anything, but (laughs) recently I had mentioned grad school. So I'm going to be moving to England and that's going to be just a big change for the next two years, just about. So with that whole process, I literally over the past week, I started making a little like in my notes app on my phone, (laughs) little goals and like things I want to try and accomplish. And it's funny because we just did an episode on handling it over the summer with Adele Famar. She's a life coach based out in California. She's absolutely wonderful. And I had her on to talk about the goal process because to answer your question, how do I set goals? So I set the goals, just what I sort of, what I have planned. And it's funny because when I said in the beginning of the episode, how I religiously set something to mind and went and accomplished that, I think I've since really grown from that process. So as soon as I set a goal, of course I try and accomplish it, but I now acknowledge that it's okay if I don't accomplish it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just means that it's not the time for me to accomplish it now. And that's something I had just mentioned to Delpha. That's something that she had really discussed on my podcast. And that's something I took away. I think a big piece of advice I took away from that episode was learning how she struggles with timelines on goals. And I had asked her, I have a list of things I want to do before I'm 30. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And she said, I think that's a great thing, but don't get too hung up on it. Because if you don't accomplish all those things now... It doesn't mean you didn't live in your 20s. It just means maybe some of those things are for you in your 30s. Mm. I was like, wow, that's really great. Like maybe it's not supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to do it now. Maybe I'm supposed to do it later. 
So I think in terms of my goal process, now when I set something to mind, I'm going to go out, I'm going to try and get it done. But if it doesn't happen, it's either something I just have to work on more or it's something that's supposed to happen to me at a later date. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that whole mindset, it, it's been a big transformation for me because before, like I said, I would have let that like control and dictate my life. If I didn't complete a goal, I'd be like, what a big fat failure. Like (laughs) I am just not, I'm not accomplishing anything, but yeah, I think learning to not let my goal overtake me (laughs) has been something I've learned. And yeah, setting goals. Like I do, I I do like to set them. I just, I now learn to not let them control me. Yeah. I think that's such a refreshing way to view it because I say all the time, like we are not our goals. We can separate from them. And it's in that space that we have the freedom to decide whether we want to get them done in our twenties or our thirties, or maybe even later, or just let them happen when they happen or whether we really want to work and make them happen soon. Like we have all of that freedom. It's okay to do it. However we want to, just like you said earlier, that exact same principle applies to our goals and all of the things that we want. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So what is the biggest goal or resolution that you've set and completed? Has it been starting the podcast? I would say starting the podcast, but it's funny because I never really set the goal of starting the podcast. It was more just like a random decision I made and (laughs) I just sort of followed it through. But I think throughout the journey, I've set little goals here and there. Mm -hmm. I set the goal to do more episodes and then I moved to weekly from bi-weekly to weekly episodes. Sometimes I set goals to say, hey, I want to bring on this actor and I'll get my emails out and I'll send them out and then I bring somebody on. So I'll set like little goals like that with the podcast every now and then it's okay. Can this episode, like how many people can this episode hit? Can we hit a new country? Those little types of things. If I'm interested in that, maybe I'll look at guests from a particular area. Mm -hmm. If I want to reach a new audience or a new demographic, uh, I look for just a new audience I can connect with. So I'll look at those things. And yeah, it's just been, I think... It's been a fun process with that in itself, because like I said, I'm my own boss with this. I, if I don't meet a goal, it's not like I have to report back to anybody. It's just myself now. But like I said, I've managed and I've learned how to work with goals. So now I know, okay, if the goal I set for 4Q, 4Q is approaching, the goal I set for the fourth quarter, if I'm not accomplishing that yet, that's okay. Maybe it's something to look at for next year. And the next season. So yeah, that's helped me a lot. I think is just like realizing that now is not the time, but maybe it's for the next season or the next episode or whatever it may be. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be right now. Yeah. So what goal are you working on right now? Right now, I am just working on the goal of getting everything wrapped up uh, for the the second season. I guess just like a little window into what I'm currently working on right now. So we are currently in the end, I would say like the tail end of the second season. I have been throughout the month, I've been doing a lot of interviews here and there because with my move coming up, I know pretty much mid-September and onwards is going to be really busy this fall. So I'm hoping to, you know, wrap up interviews over the next few weeks for the rest of the season and then just have the remaining deck and finish up. So with that said, I guess my goal is just like getting everything done before I leave, which has been going 
Pretty good. I think I've been balancing everything out pretty well. I already have like, I would say, I think we have some pretty great guests coming on. Some we've already, I've already recorded some episodes, so I can say definitely will be coming on. But yeah, some great individuals, some great authors, singers, songwriters, a lot of people from the music industry actually over the next few weeks. So that's really fun. A lot of people are releasing new music and new books. And yeah, so I think getting that all wrapped up has been like the big goal now, but it's been going well. And I think with that too, like with working on a deadline, right? Like I know I'm going to be leaving in mid-September for the UK. So I know I have to have things wrapped up by then. I think with a deadline though, like while you have to obviously work to meet your deadline, I think it's important not to get too stressed out with it. Like I used to do that in college and like worry, oh my gosh, I need to get it done. Like I need to be Energizer Benny and get it done. But I think if you're too fast with something, you can get really sloppy. So I think it's really important to pace yourself and maybe set mini deadlines before your big deadline, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's very true. It sounds like you have a lot going on, but it sounds like you're handling it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm handling it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you share a little bit more about what isn't coming next for you, your next big adventure and probably coming next for the podcast? Yeah. Like I had said to you before we started recording, I am going to grad school, which is, I'm excited. It's a big decision. And I was a little worried, especially because it's, so I'll be getting an MA in documentary filmmaking. And I think for a lot of people who don't know me, I have to explain that to them. But I I think for people who do know me, they understand it and it makes sense. I've always had an interest in, in film and television and I think it's because of this podcast. I always knew I wanted to go to grad school, but I think it's because of handling it and getting to work on like everything under the communications umbrella. Cause it's not just audio work. I, I do a little like light visual editing. I do some like YouTube videos and social media elements and just the interview process in general. I've been able to tap into a lot of different parts of communications and What I really love is that I think the process has shown me that I want to expand and go and get into an even different medium. Documentary has been something I've always loved. And I I hope that I can take what I will now learn in documentary film and TV and transfer that over to this podcast and, and vice versa and just expand. Like I said, I don't really have a ton of goals. I'm learning about this process as I go along, but I have ideas and I'm really excited to pursuing those ideas and seeing where this new knowledge will take me and what I can do independently. And then also with the handling at brand, but yeah, it's a big decision. And I just think, like I was saying to you earlier, for me, the timing could not be more perfect. I've wanted to go into my master's for a while. Now I know what I want to do with it. Okay. That's perfect. Done. Now I know what I want to do. That's great. But also I think just the timing of everything with the pandemic, it's been a really unfortunate year, but as things start opening back up, at least that's how it's been here on the East coast. Like everything's opening back up now and we're getting back out there. People are going back to their offices. I figured this is the time in my life where I don't have any commitments I'm early enough in my career where I'm able to make the leap. And I just figured now's, you know, as good a time as any, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to, obviously it's going to be a change of scenery, but it's one that I'm really looking forward to. And 
I've always been a vagabond. I say you can pretty much put me just about anywhere. You can put me just about anywhere and I'll be happy for the most part. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I love hearing about people's thought process in little decisions, but especially in kind of these big life altering path changing ones. It's just so fascinating to hear all the different things that went into it and all that you're going to be doing in the future, how all of these different factors and pieces in your life are going to play together. It's so exciting. And I can't wait to see where it all takes you. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. And I I think too, I guess my piece of advice with that would be if you have an idea, go after it. If there's something you want to do, sure, sometimes you have to put things off, but don't put them too far off that you don't get that thing done. Mm -hmm. It's funny because with the whole grad school thing, I talked to a lot of people about it and told people my news and a lot of people told me, yeah, I always wanted to go to grad school Mm. and then I never got around to it. Or I went Mm. and I ended up getting married and settling down in a particular city. And just, I I kept hearing a lot of things like that. And sure, like sometimes life surprises us and like we're happy and content with the way things go. But I think it it just shows if you want to do something, do it while you're still passionate about it and want to do it Mm. and, and don't forget about it and then regret it later in the process because that's what a lot of people have told me. Good thing you're doing it because now's the time if you want to do it. So yeah, you can make it happen. Yeah, for sure. So every week on the podcast, we encourage our listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment or take some action. So what would you encourage our listeners to resolve to do? I think this goes back to what you and I were like talking about in the beginning. And literally, I think what I just said, if you have something that you want to do go for it. If there's an idea that you have, pursue it, explore your options with it. I think it's better to say that you tried something. Actually, this is good advice. I'll bring somebody (laughs) else's advice into it because it's an episode I just did with, she's so wonderful. She's an author and educator, Emma Walton Hamilton. And I had her on to discuss her journey as an author and educator and just an arts advocate. And her piece of advice was that nothing's ever wasted. And Mm. I think that's such a wonderful thing to remember. Everything you do has a purpose. So I think in terms of taking action on something, it's important to remember that when you take a leap of faith and when you act on something, that matters. Sure, you could take a leap of faith and fall flat on your face, but you still learn something from that. And that whole experience will only help you in the next chapter and on and on. So I think, I guess in terms of taking action and and resolving things, it's just important to remember that every opportunity matters. Every decision you make matters. Life is a bunch of, I think, stepping stones. I feel like we hear that. We hear that from like our parents (laughs) and, and whoever it may be, like teachers, they'll tell us that, but it really is. Life is a bunch of stepping stones and everything relates back. And I think to Emma's point, like she said, nothing is wasted. Everything you do has some sort of purpose for your life. So yeah, I think when it comes to taking action, I think it's important to remember that. Wow. That is so powerful. I've never heard it phrased quite that way, but I love that. Yeah. She was another episode to check out. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Just so fantastic. Love her. Um, So to wrap up the show, I just want to do some confetti questions. They're really just for fun to help us get to know you a little bit better. So first of all, what time do you get up? I am an early riser. I'm a very early riser. So I'll get up, I guess right now uh, I get up at like between six, six thirty, I like to, you know, wake up, check emails, read a book. And then I 
I'm such an old lady. I love watching the seven o'clock news, the morning news, CBS this morning, girl. So <laughs> I, I love watching Gail and the gang on CBS this morning. So that'll be like my seven o'clock. And then just going for a walk now is something I do mm. with the pandemic. So I like, yeah, that's my morning and then make that's breakfast. But when do you do your best work? Ooh, I would say, I would definitely say like in the morning, but I think I do my best work when I sort of hit a rut. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if that's a weird thing to say or not, but like we were just saying, I think sometimes it takes you falling flat on your face or getting in a space <laughs> where you're stuck to really utilize your brain and, mm-hmm. and what all you're capable of. And that's what happened with handling it. And I think that's, it continues to happen. Like the more and more I get confused or stuck or in a roadblock, I just, I feel like I utilize my brain more and I, mm. I try and figure out solutions. So I'm a problem solution kind of girl. So <laughs> that's great. It's a great skill to have. <laughs> so you've shared a lot of advice in this episode, but what is the best piece of advice you've been given or the best one you've heard from a guest on your show? Best piece of advice I've been given. I think it's just, there's so much stuff, so many guests. I feel like I've thrown out a lot of guest advice and that's been so great. Just learning so much from the guests I've had on. But I think also just like remembering like the simple things, like my mom and dad, they've taught me so much, just things like you learn when you're little, just not caring what other people think of you, mm-hmm. which is so easy to fall into when you're doing podcasting and you're literally releasing work for others. It's important to remember, don't worry what other people think of you. If you're doing something you really believe in and you're passionate about and like that you love, that's all that matters. You're Mm going to have critics always at the end of the day. So I think that's some like good old childhood advice. But then also I, I had talked about earlier, I think the best thing that's helped me in my career in taking risks is that advice I got my freshman year of journalism school, Jamie Jordan. She was my professor. I've talked about her in the past. She's wonderful. And I remember her sitting up at the front of the class and she said, the worst thing somebody could say to you is no, shoot your shot, go out, like book your interview, get your B-roll, whatever you need for your story. <laughs> Don't be afraid because rejection's always going to be there. You just, I think you have to learn how to manage it and mm-hmm. how to deal with it. And essentially handle it. (laughs) What do you do to rest? What do I do to rest? Honestly, I I love reading a book. I love watching TV and movies. I love like ending my day with a show or film. I feel like so many people love doing that. But also I just think lately, and it's funny that I consider being active and being around others like rest, but when you spend so much time like working during the day, I think my best shut off sometimes is just like meeting up with friends, going mm. out for a drink or grabbing brunch or just literally having conversation with friends really helps me shut off my work mode <laughs> and mm-hmm. learn to really just relax and be present. So that's something that also helps that I guess you wouldn't think of as like a restful activity, but just maybe it has to be like resting that, that work part of you and and really socializing that, that helps you shut off. Making that transition. That makes sense. What is your favorite TV show? Ooh, yes. It's hard. I would (laughs) say, cause I watch a lot of TV. It's been busy lately. So I'm like getting caught up on a lot. Like I haven't watched white Lotus yet, so I need to watch that. But I would say overall, 
like overall show that just makes me laugh, like no matter what is The Office, especially like as someone who comes from the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton area of Pennsylvania, it just also reminds me of home a lot. But there's so many like amazing shows that I love. Like I love The Crown. Like I've watched that so many times over and over because I'm just, mm-hmm. I love historical stuff. I don't know. There's like Parks and Rec. I always love rewatching that. I also grew up on like the CW shows, so One Tree Hill, The Vampire Diaries, all those. They just <laughs> remind me of childhood. So every now and then I'll just turn on a, an episode of those, reminisce like the good old <laughs> days of high school. But yeah. Yeah, I love this. I would say The Office. Like I'm a big, I'm a big Office fan. So yeah. Yeah. Great one to come back to. <laughs> What's your favorite beverage? Favorite beverage. Ooh, I think lately. I guess a non-alcoholic beverage that's my favorite are those bubbly drinks. They're mm. like the, they're like LaCroix. They're like the sparkling um, water. I really like the pomegranate one that they do. Mm. They also do like a blueberry, which is good. I really like those. And then just like more of an alcoholic drink. I love a good sangria during the summer. I'm like mm. going to be upset as we're approaching fall, but I think that's also like a good time. Like I'm Jameson and ginger is like my signature, like drink. If I'm just going out, I love a Jameson and ginger, especially in the fall, <laughs> but yeah. So I think th- that's my non-alcoholic and alcoholic. <laughs> Perfect. What book has had the greatest impact on your life? Ooh, I would say the alchemist mm. it is such a good one. And I haven't read it in a while. I read it uh, for the first time, I think, when I was graduating high school as I was going off to college and it had such an impact. Like, it's just such a good book for like big moments in your life, Mm -hmm. like preparing for that. And I'm going to bring it with me, I think, as I make the leap across the pond because it's such a good one to look back on and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. For new transitions. Mm -hmm. What book are you currently reading? Yes. I had to bring it. So it's Infinite Country, Patricia Angle. I was like, kept forgetting the title, but it's such a good book. It was just a random pick. I came across it and it's really beautiful story about a young girl in Colombia who's, and it touches on like concepts of the American dream and it's really good, but yeah, I love it. And I recommend it. I'm not done with it yet, but I recommend it. <laughs> wow. It sounds great. What is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? I would so a win. I would say a win is just getting everything. I've begun packing for school. It's crazy to think I'm going back to school, but yeah, I'm excited to to move. So I think a win was just getting that whole process (laughs) figured out and getting everything ready to conclude for the the second season of the podcast. And I guess this new chapter that I'm going to embark on, I think it's a win. I'm excited for it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, for sure. It's definitely toastworthy. <laughs> yeah, I would say. So where can people go to find out more information about you and what you're doing and all the things that are going to be coming next? Yes. Good question. So I have a website. Uh, it's www.handlingitpodcast.com. And there we can find the episodes directly from there. I also plan on hopefully posting more information about, like I talked about earlier, um, opening up my calendar for people to sort of book time with me to go over the podcasting process. So if you want to speak to a human about it <laughs> or someone who has done it, I guess somewhat like through now going on my third season. So I've done it, (laughs) I would say. So if anybody is interested in talking to me about that, 
I plan on putting my calendar up there. Also though, you can just reach me on my personal Instagram, which is Catherine Roberts for Catherine with a K and a Y. And then the podcast Instagram, which is at handling it podcast. And that's on yeah Instagram, but also on Facebook, we have handling it podcast on Facebook. So I always say just after I do every episode, I always conclude by saying if anyone has suggestions about people I should be bringing on. If there's a profession or a voice that you want to hear from that I haven't had on yet, please let me know. If there's somebody you want to recommend, let me know. So I always say people can find me on there and yeah, any questions they have about me or the podcast, I'll I'll answer. (laughs) Yes. And they definitely have to check out the podcast, all your amazing interviews, all your amazing guests, and to continue to learn more from you. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're the sweetest. Again, I appreciate like coming on so much. This has been so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving your time today, Catherine. It's been a pleasure to have you to learn from all your insight and wisdom. And I can't wait to apply so much of it to my own life and my podcasting journey as I continue to go forward. You've just been such a wealth of knowledge. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so fun. And I just, I'm wishing you so much luck on this journey. And I hope you take a lot away from it like I did and find things that surprise you about it and, you know, about yourself. And I hope you find a lot of wins within it because I have. And yeah, I'm wishing you the best. I'm sure I will. I'm going to stick with it. So (laughs) there'll come eventually. (laughs) Thanks again, Catherine. Of course. I was so excited to have Catherine on the podcast today, and I hope that you enjoyed my interview with her just as much as I enjoyed being able to interview her and pick her brain and have her share her story. She has so much insight and wisdom to share, whether you want to start a podcast or not, although just that much more if you do, if that is something that you want to do and achieve. And I'm so grateful for her. And I'm so excited for all the things that lie ahead for her over in England. And then probably one day when she returns back over here. So whether you are looking to start a podcast or not, I think that we all can appreciate and value that reminder to do big things, to do the things that are scary, to pursue our dreams, because that is the foundation for really anything that we want to do, anything that we want to go after. We can all achieve and go after our big goals and big dreams, whether that's starting a podcast or something else entirely. I particularly love the bit of wisdom about nothing being wasted. I think that is so true. There are so many tiny pieces of my journey that have led me to where I am today. And there are things that now I'm able to share with clients and maybe someday I'll be able to share some of it on the podcast too with all of my listeners. So I'm so grateful to Catherine once again for being on the podcast today. And do not worry, I have many more amazing interviews that I cannot wait to release in the coming weeks. Thanks for tuning in to the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Gisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlydisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.